good, everybody? It's your boy, Ricey K. Welcome to another episode of Ricey K and Friends. We got people in the house. The gang is here. Big Drewski, what's happening? What's up, Ricey? What's going on? Major Capers, Mr. Nautica himself, what's, what's happening? Nautica, get me in a magazine. Come on, let's do it. Oh, man. Nautica, the splash, it goes together. <laughs> it all works out. And we got uh, a rare occurrence. It's been a while since she's been back, but the principal CEO of Harkness Consulting Solution, Melody Harkness, <laughs> happening. How you doing? <laughs> and we're here on a Saturday. Look at that. On a Saturday. Who would have thought? We're here. A lot of stuff happened. I bet you guys are checking Robin Hood accounts as we as you listen, checking out these stonks going hand. We'll talk about that. I just want to start first. <laughs> I do want to start first about pet peeves. I am a serial pet peeve violator. I will put that out there. And I'm trying to be better. So, you know, this is not an intervention, if you will, but a self-intervention, if you will. Um, what are some pet peeves that you guys have? I know I violated the timeliness one. I mean, a lady that I know of, <clears throat> she, she's like, you got me on time, you know. It was rocky at first, but <laughs> we got it together now. Um, I want to. I want to see what you guys have for uh, for pet peeves. What are, what are some that pop in your head when when mentioned pet peeves? For, for me, mm -hmm. it's when people stand too close to me in public, and this was even before the pandemic popped off. Mm -hmm. I was never a fan of people standing too close to me in public. Like I've, if I'm in line at the grocery store and somebody's right on my back, I, I don't appreciate yeah. that. It, I remember it, I was in Chipotle mm -hmm. one time ordering my burrito and the dude was right on my ass <laughs> and simultaneously trying to have a conversation with me. Oh, this was a brother not. wearing a cowboy hat. That <clears throat> looked real questionable. Did he and have I, I, I did not appreciate it. First, I thought he was trying to pickpocket me. So I'm trying to actively sidestep like James Harden, but was it, was trying to be a little too friendly at the Chipotle when I'm just trying to get my burrito. You know they have uh, rice cauliflower now? Yeah, I might check yeah. it out. You know, I'm on that keto wave, or well, maybe not so keto, but low carb wave. I'm just curious to try it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's pretty dope. It's it's a it's a rice cauliflower. It's a cauliflower or a cauliflower rice. Is it, is it's it, like they take a cauliflower and they like uh, they chop it down. It. They grate they grate it like grated cheese mm -hmm. kind of thing. Hey, that's, that's like healthy as hell. I was just thinking that whole um, discussion that uh, recipes John Witherspoon put put some hot sauce in my burrito, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you got you got any pet peeves? Um, yeah, uh, people who walk slow. Like oh. you ever like you're in the <laughs> well, not so much anymore. But like if you're shopping, yeah. and there's someone in front of you, and no offense to old people, but like especially <laughs> older people, they have no clue. They're taking a damn time, <laughs> taking their sweet time, and you're just trying to get to where you want to go, and they're just in the way. That pisses me off. Um, even yeah, drivers, mm -hmm. the way people drive. Like, you know, like yeah, sometimes, I'm like that with driving. Yeah, like sometimes people will be going at an intersection to take a right and they'll have yeah. the green arrow, but they pulled up too far so they don't see the green arrow. Mm -hmm. So they're just like 
in there waiting and you're just behind them. You see the green arrow and it is like waiting, mm-hmm. waiting, and then you mm-hmm. can't go. I can go on and on. I'll let somebody I, else go. I, speaking of driving, I, real quick, I do have a driving pet peeve. Yeah. When you're going to pass someone that's parked on the side of the street, they might be parallel parked or just parked on the side. Yeah. And as you're passing them, they start to pull out at the same time. Yeah. That pisses me yeah. off. <laughs> just wait. I'm I about to pass you. Stop driving. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> I got I got another I got one myself. I think Central Avenue here in Albany Ooh. is the Oh, that, prime that street's example. the devil. It's just it's a it's a rolling pet peeve of me. Central Avenue, period, is the pet peeve. Like mm. when I have to go through there, the fact that people double park, sometimes triple park. Yeah, man. Um, on the road, I hate that. I hate people who ju- who uh, jaywalk, but so egregiously that you think it's a third world country. Like you can't be mm. crossing the street diagonal and knowing there's <laughs> oncoming traffic both ways. And just stand there and get mad it's, at me because I'm passing by you, I'm almost clipping your legs. That's not my fault. I'm not supposed to be in the middle of the damn road. It's you almost like it hot. it's almost like some of them want to get hit so they can exactly. sue you. They want that settlement. Like this is they not want to how catch it a works. <laughs> They're like, yo, I kid you not. We were driving back from dinner. I was with Mel. We were driving back from dinner. This dude, I can swear he probably was drunk. He was swerving. Mm-hmm. Driving in the market. No, that was from the airport. Or from the airport. But then there was a, like there, was a there was a guy who was uh I don't know if he was home. He was driving in the middle of the road, swerving back and forth. Yeah. It was what time was it? It was like maybe ten o'clock or something. Yeah. So he was driving oh, wow. back and forth. So that's getting crazy. It's uncentral. Then this home. He, he did it he from dips. all the way actually it was we're back. We're back soon. It was like all the way from one end of Central to the other end. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. And like he was the swerving the entire way, the entire time, literally. And he doesn't get pulled over, but I get exactly. pulled over as a designated driver. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then, um, and then, what you call it? Then this guy. I think he was homeless. I don't know if he was homeless or not. He just he right just, after that incident. Yeah, and he just cuts through. Just without any care, there was oncoming traffic coming toward him on the other side, but he dips it, and then he's trying to get money from me, comes up to my window. Now, mind I'm, you, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you panhandling I, at 10 o'clock at night, bruh? Oh, man. I hate people who just cross no. the street diagonally on, on roads, let alone roads with traffic. It's something that just it bothers me. I, I also, think that's another mm-hmm. pet peeve of, of mine is people um, coming up to your car door, like trying to talk to you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I just think yeah, that's so that. rude. Yeah. That I also, I also have one before <laughs> I move on. I also have a pet peeve in terms of um, TV shows that are n- native different languages. I like to listen to the native language of whatever I'm watching with subtitles. I'm cool with that. Now, I have a beef. HBO Max, please fix this. I need you to fix this if you do hear us. There's a show called Gamora on HBO Max, and it's an Italian, uh, Italian-based Italian series about a crime, a warring of crime families in Italy, I think in Rome. And this is clearly an Italian show. The people are speaking Italian in the show, but I can only hear it in English. 
and the dub over artists in English are booty cheeks. So I'm looking around thinking, okay, obviously this is dubbed over. Let me get the real deal. Checking around, this English subtitles, cool. And then I check the audio. I can only listen to it in English. What kind of shit is that? I want to listen to the real deal. This is a stupid pet peeve, but for me, it's, it's serious. If it's a French show, I want to hear it in French. If it's Russian, I want to hear it in Russian. Yeah. That's just something I need to... I won't watch a show unless it's like that. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Imagine it's probably a watching great show. Like Narcos in English. <laughs> Give me my co- cocaine, buddy. <laughs> Put the cocaine in the bag. Come here. Come here. Jeez, we also have a special guest. His name is Snowball. If you don't know, you probably heard him in a couple pods back in the day. Um, <laughs> he's on my lap right now. Snowball, you want to say something? No? Okay, great. We're going to move on. <laughs> Mel, what do you what do you feel about uh, Vice President Harris being in office? How's that? Uh, it's obviously a magic? very exciting time mm-hmm. for women. You I can't think we you. are all they can't everyone's tell you shit super now. inspired like just all the text messages and mm-hmm. gifts and everything that and memes that we've received mm-hmm. since uh, the inauguration has been very just extremely inspiring. And do, I you, think do, you know if, do you know if our you moment. do you know if you or any other black women have been approached differently? Since this inauguration, like, well, we're social distancing, so like, even with <laughs> bam, I mean, like, in terms of phone calls or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I can't really tell a difference because I think people already put some respect on it, so I can't, I can't really tell because I'm not interacting a, with that many people right now. Yeah, it is amazing to see though, just to literally see that, yeah, you know, a sister's in this prominent position of power. I mean, that's incredible. Decades ago, we would never even think about it. In history. It's incredible. But might I say, these young kids are really just kind of disinterested. I called my niece and I was like, did you see it? Are you inspired? And she's just like, no. It wasn't a TikTok. I'm like, for real? When was she born? (laughs) She is 14. But okay. I've heard, I've seen other people who like children, who have children that's like younger, mm-hmm. and they're just like, ugh. They even to be pulled away to watch the inauguration, they're just like, ugh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm if like, you're really, they're if really like fourteen. You were born in what oh six oh seven. Yeah. So your earliest memories would probably be Obama as president. So mm-hmm. I guess they're kind of born into that as somewhat of a norm but us and generations further back that's unimaginable we didn't think we'd see that in our lifetime even at our age i remember when obama got elected Jeezy had a song on my president's black (laughs) i was blasting that yeah i was on it was on 10 my name was blue yo i was playing that on 10 seriously That was such a crazy moment when he got elected. Yeah. In 08. Like we I was in college and I ran into the main like Garden Square, basically. Mm-hmm. Is that high state? It's called the Oval. We all a whole bunch of just random 
pretty much partying and celebrating. Bad <laughs> people yeah. crying. It was like it was oh, real. Yeah. Man. Kids were doing the electric slide in our quad. I think Damn. nowadays kids just like I think what kind of what Major said. There's a norm to it, mm-hmm. and but also there's just so many distractions. Like they have social media, TikTok, and mm-hmm. their yeah. stuff they want to do. Well, I'm really looking forward to what this administration um, does. I mean, they've already been putting out mad work with the executive orders. A lot of them focused on um, racial equity um, and climate change and back to Paris Climate Accords and joining the World Health Organization again. I think it's, it's, it's huge. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping they don't do this... Uh, do this strict regulate they want to push i heard they're trying to push regulation on uh what's going on in the stocks investment trade i don't know if they're going to but i heard uh you know aoc uh, ocasio ortiz um she said that cortez she said that she was going to uh join in on this uh class action suit that they have on robin hood we'll talk about that later though but i wanted to bring you got to get in. You got to be the first person. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be the plaintiff to get paid. Right. Right. I'm going to get my $2, though, if they, they uh, do that in class. I'm get my $2. Get a candy bar. <laughs> but we talked earlier. Go in there and say, they blocked me from buying a million shares of GameStop at $300 a piece. I need compensation. <laughs> I need my money. You're going to let me get this Dogecoin, whether you like it or not. <laughs> but speaking of the effects, I've been fascinated about the Mandela effect for the past few days. Like, this shit has been tripping my mind, and it's been something that's existed for decades. But um, to, for those who don't know what the Mandela effect is, it's based on this. And, um, the, it's a concept that um, something that you swear has existed or you've seen or witnessed, experienced, has never happened. It actually has never happened. But you have a false narrative ingrained in your head thinking that it actually did. So what the basis of that is basically that Nelson Mandela, rest in peace, um, at some point he was arrested in the 80s for his fighting as a apartheid. So he was, he was in prison. He was sentenced at some point, I think, in the 70s, actually. He was imprisoned, um, sentenced for 27 years. And people are convinced that he died in the 1980s. But there's clear evidence. Yes, there are people out there who are convinced that's not Nelson Mandela, that the real Nelson Mandela has died in the 1980s and that we're living in a different timeline. So what if the Nelson Mandela that was on TV all through the time after that that was a clone? never, Never existed. That's what a lot of people think. And it's nuts, right? Because we've obviously wow. seen him living. But there's other things that people swear that they've uh, they've witnessed and experienced, but it's never happened. Like I'll go, for instance, the Fruit of the Loom logo. I'm wearing it. You guys can't see it, but if you guys understand the Fruit of the Loom logo with the fruits on it, um, everybody swears that there was a basket attached to the cornucopia. Do, you, do any of you guys remember that? I... Feel like I remember that. I'll totally remember a basket. A basket with it, right? Yeah. So that has never been the case. There's never been a basket with the logo. I swear I've seen it with the basket too. Dang. Me personally, yeah. I don't remember the basket, so I'm out. I had a couple. <laughs> Go ahead and no. People mm-hmm. must make. I feel like 
That image is somewhere, though. The image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a few of them. There's like Fruit Loops, the cereal. So the way they spell fruit instead of like U I T, there's F like a F R O O T. Yeah. Mm. So, and then like Oscar Meyer, if the like the Meyer has an A E R or an O or E Y E R. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, How'd you remember it as? I don't even I, rem- I remember it as A Y E R, but so I don't yeah. have that effect on it. People. Even like, yeah, mm-hmm. like even like Looney Tunes, like if Tunes spelled T O O N S or T U N E S, so it's Looney T U N E S. Yeah, little things like that. Yeah, if you look at the imagery yeah. too, it's kind of it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. Some people have. Mm-hmm. How do you remember? remember Fruit Loops spelled the name with two O's to save themselves legally, since it's not actual fruit in it. That could be the case. <laughs> that could be the case. Another one, I think we've all you asked me been tripped up on this one. Sinbad, was he ever a genie in a movie? I say, I still say yes. Yeah. And they say it never happened. That movie. They swear it never happened. I don't, I refuse to believe. I, I think it's a conspiracy. I refuse to believe that he wasn't a genie at one point in time. Somebody hopped in the time machine and twisting stuff up. I think yeah. they're fucking with us. another um another one um you know the monopoly man mr pennybags Mm -hmm. yeah do you ever remember him with a monocle yes yeah that's never existed he never had a monocle never did what you probably confuse it with uh mr peanut that's what they say so they say like like for jiff and jiffy you get you think jiff and skippy Mm -hmm. that's how you're getting the so similar wait a minute he never did. Never did. I'm looking at an image right now. That's right. And he has a monocle, unless this is photoshopped. Yeah, it's not. Oh, the, oh this is an article on Mandela Effect example. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes. I've been hustled, bamboozled, what, led astray. There's so, there's so many. Um, Hoodwinks. <laughs> <laughs> another one. Let me see. Um, shoot. Smokey, okay. How do you remember Smokey? You remember it as Smokey the Bear or Smokey Bear? The Bear. Smokey the Bear. It's never been. Smokey Bear. <laughs> Smokey Bear. His name is Smokey this Bear. It's been like since the 70s. Since I the know. 70s. Wow. Yeah, this. <laughs> this oh, my mind bear. is blown. <laughs> this. One semi-Mandela uh, effect. I always mm-hmm. remember Chuck E. Cheese pizza being top of the line. I was talking with my dad about it, <laughs> and he's like, man, that stuff tasted like cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I could have swear Chuck E. Cheese pizza was pretty good. I thought it was smack, too. <laughs> it probably is the worst pizza. I think when you're a kid, it probably just tasted better because mm-hmm. it, we didn't have refined taste. Because you were excited at, at just the thought yeah. of okay, when you think of uh, this one's more nerdy, Pikachu and Pokemon. You know he had a tail. Does he have a blue? Does he have black on the tail or no? I thought it was brown, like a brown end. Yeah, I thought it, the tip was black or brown. <laughs> Pause. It's not. It's not. It never was. What? What? It never was, bro. It's just straight yellow. Yes. 
I'm looking it's, this up. It's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Okay, this is another what? one from Disney. There's so many. Okay. So for Snow White, is it magic mirror on the wall or mirror mirror on the wall? Mirror mirror? Mirror mirror. You guys say mirror mirror? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually magic mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror. Garbage. Where did yeah. mirror mirror come from? Somebody, I, I don't know. I think it's some advertising or something that caught on and it just became something that. Hmm. I've been lying to myself. There's so many lies. So many years. I'm just there, <laughs> there, there is so many. Uh, uh, and I'll do a couple more. <laughs> um, okay. okay, I'm back. So basically, um, the one <laughs> what I wanted to mention, there's a couple I wanted to mention. Um, Another one with Star Wars. What's the most iconic line that everybody... Luke, I'm your father. Yeah, right? That never happened. What? <laughs> yeah. Did he... Luke, daddy hold on, hold on. Was no. Luke and the phrase, I'm your father, separated? Was that what it was? He never said, Luke, I'm your father. So he, all he said is, I am your father. Oh, he never okay, said so Luke. He never says Luke. Yeah, he never says Luke. It's just Damn. people added that in. Dang. And enough, yeah. And then, shoot. Yeah, Sinbad. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. There's a there's a ton. Um, let me see here. Another one. I'm looking. I just saw it. Let's see here. Uh, okay, Hannibal. Okay, you know the the Hannibal with Anthony Hopkins. You know mm-hmm. the. You ever heard the phrase "Hello, Clarice"? Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be like "Hello, Clarice," right? Yeah. That shit never happened either. What? That never was a line in the movie. Damn. He never said "Hello, Clarice." He said "Good morning." <laughs> <laughs> I am in shock, bro. Who's yeah, Mandela, look it up. Look it up. Mandela effect is one of the creepiest things that you can look up because it's some of them you, you feel like, okay, I haven't heard this, but other ones I'm convinced with Sinbad, you can't tell me otherwise. It's real. Yeah. You know, it's also real. These stocks are going up way up. I feel blessed. <laughs> Have you guys been looking at the stock market? <laughs> you know it. GameStop is back in the game. If you got a $3 stock back in July, you might be up in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you sold it for 300 he said almost $500. It was higher than Apple's. It was higher than Apple stock, higher than almost Tesla stock at one point. That's they preposterous. Mar- How do you get GameStop higher than Tesla stock? Man, at first I had no idea what was going on and I refused to participate in it. I still refuse to participate in it. But because yeah, I, I thought GameStop had absolutely no value and was mm-hmm. a dying company, which I still believe it is. But I realized what these guys on Reddit were doing. Mm-hmm. They were sticking it to the hedge funds who were shorting the GameStop stock. Right. So uh, essentially for the listener that may not know what shorting stock is, that's Please when you, explain. I will. <laughs> it's when you borrow someone's shares of stock mm-hmm. and you expect the price to go down. So you sell it at a high price mm-hmm. and then 
after the price dips, you buy it back at a lower price and you keep the difference between your sale and buyback mm -hmm. price and give the shares back to the people that you borrowed the shares from. So mm -hmm. what happened, they were shorting this stock, GameStop, and they bought it at what they thought was the high price, expecting it to dip. But these right. Redditors came in and drove the price way up. So they'll have to buy those shares back at an exorbitantly back. higher price <laughs> in order to give the shares back to the people that they borrowed them from. So that's essentially... And that's, and that's what they call a short squeeze. Yep. That's a short squeeze, and they've been manipulating it by their influence on Reddit. And people have been coming up on this and also losing a shit ton of money <laughs> as well. It's been incredible. Elon Musk in the mix trying to troll to get him, get the short squeeze to execute flawlessly. Oh, yeah. Now he changed. Bitcoin went up. Bitcoin went up almost like $4,000 just because Elon Musk put in his bio and Twitter, Bitcoin. Dang. That's it. Jack, the founder of Twitter, put in his bio, just Bitcoin. So now everybody's losing their minds and saying, yo, we got to get on this Bitcoin. I've read, um, I showed you guys that article on the, the venture capitalist who's saying that Bitcoin might reach 100,000 by the end of the year. Damn. Like, I got a little bit in the tuck, just, to, just in case, not much. But if the thing marks up, then hey, I made $25 profit off of Dogecoin, thinking, <laughs> let me just put in a few dollars in there. It went up. People hyped it up so much that it went up to a point where I could get 25, 30 in profit. I just said, I'm just going to sell it. I'm not going to keep this Dogecoin. I don't think yeah. Dogecoin is going to reach. Like, this is how crazy it would be, right? If you bought, let's say, if you bought uh, $10 of Dogecoin, right? And it reached, at this point, I checked, it's not even two, it's two cents maybe. Mm -hmm. It's maybe two cents for a Dogecoin. Now, if this thing ever reached a quarter, or God forbid, a dollar, then a $10 investment, will you could cash out for at least 500 bucks for $500. So imagine putting in a $10 investment, being able to pocket 500 bucks off, just hype and speculation. Yeah. It's just exposure to the market. The market is so fickle and ridiculous. It's a game almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially what's going on now. A lot of the stuff going on is pure speculation. Mm -hmm. uh, so if anybody's thinking about getting involved in stocks at this point, I encourage you to be cautious and Andrew, do some research. And just don't coin? toss your money. Let, Andrew, let's start brown coin. <laughs> Sounds, I don't know. Let's <laughs> start brown coin. Okay, I'm going to start my own raising coin. Raisin Man coin. RMCs. I'm going to get RMCs trending. There's, we got to set it up. There's DC and 2K. Rex doesn't have RMC. RMCs. I think that they haven't used it yet. So I think I can do that. Yeah. So, but do uh, you think this is going to last for a while, Major? I thought that this would have been done by like last week, but Mm -hmm. It's still pushing, and the Wall Street Bets Reddit is still very enthusiastic about this and are encouraging people not to sell their shares, just hold on to them until the hedge funds uh, get completely ripped off. So yeah. I think that they're all in on this. I've seen a lot of people on there 
uh, confident in saying, I don't care if I lose money on this. I don't care about cashing out, even though I have life changing gains. This is all about sticking it to the hedge funds I'm holding. So nah, they, they're pretty it's, aggressive. Nah, it's stupid. Make that money and then dip out. I'm not. <laughs> oh, see, and new legislation is being drafted as we speak. Oh, yeah, it, it's not it. going to go on too long. They they're said, stopping that. They said, you thought you could do, you thought this was a game? Immediately deleted our word game. You think this is a game? Like the DMX, other piece. DMX. The other piece you think this is a, a game? <laughs> or, or, or. <laughs> Take those stocks. The other piece of this people should be aware of, you can see how much influence the people with money have on the stock market exactly. since they were able to just shut down trading for GameStop, AMC, Mm-hmm. And Nokia, I think Nokia might have been involved in the stoppages, mm-hmm. um, like on Robinhood. Robinhood took the brunt of the bad press, but they were also slowing it up on TD Ameritrade and some other platforms, too. And apparently... Down the to Robinhood. <laughs> we robbing the hood. <laughs> apparently the parent company of one of the hedge funds that are getting screwed by this squeeze mm-hmm. owns part of Robinhood. Or mm-hmm. and or they pay to get consumer data okay. from the people using Robinhood, so they could take that and go around and um, screw the retail investors. So you see how rigged the game can be. This is ridiculous. The power uh, of money, and people just set themselves up to be in positions where they can benefit. So obviously, if something happens, and they're in a position where they can influence that. That's why a lot of, you know, a lot of big corporations are in the pockets of politicians so they can benefit mm. from that financially. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I always yep. say they need to get the money out of politics or there won't be any type of change unless the companies decide to change, which they won't unless it affects their bottom line. Mm-hmm. So They only put those big, big wigs on their boards. <laughs> it's a vicious Indeed. cycle. Indeed. Mm-hmm. We've been talking money. I've been talking money with actually Snowball, the dog here. Um, we've been talking extensively um, some philosophical um, topics about money. One that we both want to share about is whether money brings happiness. I'm going Snowball to go looks like he's papered up. Yeah, he's he's uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we've, been dis- we've been discussing business ventures that we we have planned for the future. It's big plans. Snowball, if you don't know, is the greatest dog on the, on the earth. So um, that's what he told me. So I had to say that on the pod. But he, he told me that, you know, we should talk about whether money does indeed bring happiness. I think it does. To what, there's a threshold. There's a threshold to when money brings you happiness. It's when you're broke. When you're broke, money will bring you happiness. If you need to, if you need to pay for the heat, you need to pay for food, you need to get your bills right. You need the money. And if you don't have the money, things will get really unhappy really quick. Mm-hmm. So it literally buys happiness. Like the time is, is our most valuable asset. This is the most valuable thing we have to our mm-hmm. time. And spending the time is implied in a happy manner. So you're literally buying happiness when you spend money to a threshold. But once you have so much money that it doesn't really have that much intrinsic value or any value to you, you just have so much, then it no longer buys happiness. That's how my, that's my philosophy on it. 
So I was yeah, definitely you guys think thought. there's a threshold. My take on it, I think I'll say that money uh, can give you the opportunity mm-hmm. to gain happiness because you see a lot of people with money are not happy people yeah. who might trick their money off on drugs or get themselves into crippling debt. You know how so unhappy they, you got to be to do coke in a, in a public bathroom? <laughs> like like by the toilet? There's yeah. unhappy people. That's yeah. wild, bro. So do some I think it gives you the opportunity to be happier and whether or not you use it as a tool to uh, fulfill that opportunity is on the individual. Right. No, yeah, I think it's a threshold to it. Andrew, you got something there? Um, I think it, I don't think it necessarily, money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. I think you can be, there's a lot of rich people we've seen like that commit suicide or have tons of issues and like, like even celebrities. All, mm-hmm. One of my favorite, one of my favorite sayings is like, all that glitters is not gold. Right. So at the end of the day, it's between them and God because only they like, you know, they, those are the two that knows if they're really happy or not because mm-hmm. even with social media people post all these pictures and like oh i'm doing this and i'm doing that and there's a it's a slipper it's a teeter-totter because maybe they're doing it genuinely or maybe they're doing it to um mm-hmm. to exude this thing that that they're you know so they're trying to present to themselves try to get some validation so with like yeah, validation so you mean to tell me the brazilian butt lift or the lipo does not buy happiness it doesn't Botched. No, botched. Because <laughs> at the know. end of the day, you should have happiness prior to that. Fuck Flex says otherwise. He says the lipo bought him happiness. You saw it on the it, Instagram. It really depends on the person. I feel like there's I don't think it guarantees <laughs> happiness, but I think, like, obviously, it, it's a very important factor in people's well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you don't have it, then it, I'm pretty sure it affects your mood. Like, for oh, me... Yeah. If my count hits a certain threshold, there's mm-hmm. a certain level of anxiety that I get, yeah. um, and that's and it's just like uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. So, I think to a certain extent, does it buy happiness? Mm-hmm. Like, can you exchange money for joy? I mean. Literally speaking, likely you go to the store and buy yourself something that makes you really, really happy. Yeah. <laughs> then that's that's what it's doing. That money purchased uh, happiness for you in that. Respect. I like to, I like to use rappers as an, a unique example. Like mm-hmm. Juice World, I was actually listening to his one of his songs today. Yeah. And he's literally talking about his addiction, and he mm-hmm. has all this money, he all that. Like so, yeah. that's my argument. Where like money doesn't necessarily buy you happiness. Okay. There's levels to this because you can be super, super rich. Look at Jeff Bezos. He's divorced. I don't even know if he has any yeah. kids. It depends. What do you What do you define as happiness? There's a lot again, of things. He's a robot, so I don't know if he's be perfect. Him <laughs> and Zuckerberg are both robots, so I don't know if necessarily they we can factor their feelings or like their love. But we, well, Zuckerberg, I, I see is a reptile. <laughs> yeah, he's a whole lizard. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't get me wrong. I think it helps, but I don't think it's like, oh, mm-hmm. like if I were to get a million dollars today, is that mm-hmm. going to like change me? I don't think so. At like deep down, I think might be happy. True. Would Son, you I'm going, have I'm, joy or be excited if you woke up and was a million dollars richer? Hell yeah. 
Yeah, but see, I could do some. I could spend money on something stupid. People, there's a good documentary. We all know it. NBA. It's called uh, the NBA documentary. It's called Broke. Yeah. All these athletes, they have millions of dollars, and like they live these crazy lifestyles, and they end up broke. So I think, I I don't know. For me, it, I don't think it buys happiness. I think mm-hmm. it helps, but I think happiness is found within like your fate, your belief system. Being with a person, like, I'd rather be broke with Deb than be rich with some girl. I'd rather be, like, instead of being, like, rich with Melania kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It depends on that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to settle for being broke or anything yeah. to that extent, but money isn't to be all say all. And I will say. Health. Health, the- honestly. My, my biggest argument. Sorry, Major. My biggest argument is health. That mm. is. That is. Well, access to health, you got to have money in that respect too, though. If you're broke and you're sick, you're, you're, you're it's like a lot berries. harder. Dr. Sebi. <laughs> you got to be a broke herbalist. Seriously. Like, it depends. A, a broke person with cancer versus a rich person with cancer, the rich person is likely going to have a longer life expectancy just because they can afford uh, greater access, better doctors, mm-hmm. better services. Yep. Uh, and better, and then they probably don't have the stress of how can I maintain the household when yeah. I'm getting chemotherapy and so forth yep. and so on versus and someone the- that, you know, has to maintain a household. Plus now they've been hit with this life crisis and probably don't have adequate health care because they don't have the means for adequate health care. I'm reading yeah, an interesting I- book on that actually right now called The Health Gap. And they're talking about the effects on people's, more so people's role in society or position in society in the hierarchy and how that affects their mm-hmm. health. And they mentioned that pretty much exactly saying that if you're broke or are considered lower in society, you don't have the resources to provide for your household. You have more worries and anxieties on your mind. So it kind of keeps you trapped in a short-term mindset where you can't really make decisions that would benefit you in the long term. So it just perpetuates the cycle. Pretty interesting book. Mm. I guess like money, yeah, like having money is not a bad thing. It's not going to hurt. Like it doesn't hurt to have money. Yes, I agree. Yeah. With it. Yes, have money. But I don't think getting money is like a magic wand to be like, oh, I made, like I'm good now. I don't think in life you're ever set. I don't think in life you're never going to not have anxiety. Honestly, being being broke or being on your back to the wall, so to speak, sometimes is a good thing. That's what makes people click sometimes or makes yeah. them yeah. get to that next level where they're trying to get. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It makes and you, I will say, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get trapped um, in the cycle of trying to buy the next material item to bring them joy or excitement. But that joy and excitement is is fleeting. Like you get a raise at your job and you buy a nicer car after the novelty of that wears off, you're back at square one and looking for the next thing. And it just, the cycle repeats. There's no uh, ex- item you can exchange for money that brings prolonged happiness. Right. But I, will, I do agree with Mel that it can help with your health if you need treatment or whatever. You do have better access to services. Yeah. Oh, and uh, to mo- I was going to say to move to move forward. I think I think basically what we can conclude is that money does to a degree bring some happiness, but it's not everything. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, there's greater things that are factored into our lives, and 
simply just having cash that are priceless right yeah. exactly now the money have, just provides you more opportunities I've, I've i just to 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 move forward i had to do some administrative correction work here so i had a, a take back in the day about me and somebody's son and upon <laughs> further commentary from our esteemed listeners and viewers we have been uh, notified that a there is an account called me and someone's daughter and b the premise of me and someone's son is to celebrate um the union of black couples that it's user shared and they're just trying to show the love out there and inspire others so for that i have stand corrected and i have been seeing the light i've seen the premise of it i did think it was whack before but now i get the point so I wanted to put that out in the record for each and every one of you um, to, to know. And and um, I had another one, but I can't remember uh, for it, but I'll probably remember. But let's talk about sports, man. LaMelo, ball, um, LaMelo is he, give him the MVP already. Is he, is he rookie of the year to you? If he keeps on track. He, he, he might. He, I think he has a good shot at it. Is the hype too early? or or I think he's legit, bro. I think he's bench. solid. He's making smart basketball plays like that play against the Pacers. Was that last night? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was last night. Where there was like 0.9 seconds or 0.6 seconds left on the clock, and mm -hmm. he couldn't get it inbound, so he just threw it off the defender's back and let the clock run out, mm -hmm. and the Hornets won the game. So he, he has good basketball IQ. I don't think I would have thought to do that. <laughs> and, and it was witty, too. Cause like He like jogged off the court, and like his team was laughing. And stuff. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think he's going to be a solid player. And the uh, the Knicks, if I, I would be remiss. This is a shameless plug for Knicks, Jets, etc. Um, the podcast that I edit, hosted by Alex Trateros and John Malika, cross platforming here. Um, the Knicks are nine and eleven. Um, this two games two under, under five hundred. Two games under five hundred. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm quite excited. <laughs> this man, this man gonna be quiet now. He had them jokey jokes, hardy hard hard about my New York Knicks. The Knicks are back in town. That's my Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. <laughs> the Knicks are back in town. I need to get access to the MSG network. So James Dolan needs to get fired. <laughs> I'm loving the job that Tom, Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau Thibs is really doing a great job. I'm really a fan of Emmanuel Quickly. Good off the ball. Good off the ball movement. His floaters, they're going in. Max, they're going in. Yeah, I could be Stephen Max. Max. <laughs> just, just be careful with your hairline. That's the only thing. He's going to be pushed way back. Rice is going to be doing it so much. He's going to then a shooter. He got that, uh, you know, those Japanese bridges. <laughs> You know those Japanese bridges they have in Japanese games oh, that man. like art <laughs> over the pond and koi fish? Oh that's that's Stephen A's hairline. That art <laughs> with the koi it's fish. Like a Nintendo 64 cartridge. Don't tell me about the New York Knicks. <laughs> Did you guys see the meme where he's arguing with um he does like the baby uh scam face and he's debating himself? <laughs> Older Stephen A versus baby Stephen A. That is so funny. It's pretty good. Man. The person um, who just discovered put Stephen A on that filter. 
Oh man, but in other other NBA news, um uh let's see. Dame Lillard's still the truth to me. He's he's balling. Trey Young has been impressive to me as of lately. Yeah, he's pretty good. I've just been asleep, but you really got the ratchet on him. Um LeBron just being LeBron, it's been sort of quiet. I don't know if it's just quietly just balling on people or in my mind, uh, LeBron's been retired since he won in Cleveland. It's like he just went to L.A. and took a day job with the Lakers to keep mm-hmm. his wife off his back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron is cooking. I actually had a interesting Expanding question. Standing in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're being being the goat. Done very goatish ways. Um, I had a funny um, question. If we're ball players and we're on the court, who a who would who would you want? Who would you least want to face, like as a defender? And B, who would you least likely want to face because they're just ugly? Like Patrick Beverly is both. He answers both questions to me. He's a good defender, but he's just ugly. I think he has halitosis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think Patrick Beverly has halitosis. I think he's just the reason why he's such a good defender is because of his ugliness. You know that movie? Court. He looks like you know a that? drunk version of Rizza from Wu-Tang. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got one. You know yeah. the Tom Hanks movie where the the, the pirate, the Salon pirate is like, look at me. I'm the captain. Yeah. He looks like that guy. <laughs> oh, not the actor from from Captain. He's like, I'm the captain. Yeah. That's, oh, that's Patrick Beverly. Yeah. I would, if I had to guard somebody, I wouldn't want to guard Montrez Harrell. He's on the Lakers. I'm telling okay. you guys, next time you watch, watch him play. This guy is just like hooks and just like this, oh, like he's like a bulldog. And like, I just feel bruises on my ribs just watching him play. <laughs> I think Sam Cassell had halitosis. I think so too. Sam Cassell is one of the aliens from Men in Black. Dog. <laughs> Sam Cassell. Yo, imagine dribbling up the court and Sam Cassell is guarding you <laughs> and looking up at your eyes with the defensive stance. Would Man, you I not give up the rock. Man, I played because I played basketball against people who like stink or like their breasts yeah. hot and they're all on you, like trying to guard you. It's, <laughs> it's like I think that's something that has to be. Mel, have you ever dealt with like a defender who breast stink? I've dealt with um, supporting an attorney who, when we would have attorney for the day very early in the morning, it's like eight thirty. <laughs> he would come breast hot. <laughs> and I tell you, it's, it's it's very difficult, and it was kind of embarrassing too, because like is we're it, dealing with clients, and I know if I am hit by your breath for clients, it's such a callback to the pet peeves. That's a pet peeve. Like, you know, that's one, but that's a huge one. Your wife didn't breath smell that breath before you left the house. <laughs> Man, hey, that's one of the benefits of wearing masks now. Uh, yeah, you're smelling like kung pao. Like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> just hot. But I, I'm really convinced that both Patrick Beverly and Sam Cassell, but possibly Gary Payton, too. I bet, I bet you Gary Payton probably didn't brush his teeth in game days just to, <laughs> just to get an edge. The glove. The glove in your nose. Hey, you know, <laughs> he was taking talking shit literally. <laughs> you always have one, Major. You always, you always have one. <laughs> You always have one. <laughs> really? I cannot, bro. I cannot. 
Oh, man. I hate to get back to a more serious topic, but obviously people heard about what's going on with Chad, Chad Wheeler, the guy who allegedly um, abused and beat his, his uh, girlfriend, who was severely hurt and hospitalized. I'm really just disappointed in ESPN and all these sports networks that were very late to the story and just didn't didn't cover it, you know, for like two, three days after it, it was unsurfaced. Twitter was all on it as usual, but everywhere else they refused to to air about it and talk about it when, you know, you had stories about Ray Rice and Greg Hardy and, you know, other players, Adrian Peterson, other players. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, too. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, I think. Let me wrong if I was wrong, but all these players, the moment that there were allegations brought to them, it was front center on Sports Center. You heard it first. And days on end. Yeah. And now Chad Wheeler, albeit I've never heard of this man until to this past week, but the details that ensue between this alleged violence is sickening and they're not saying much about it. So I'm just wondering how you guys feel about the lack of media coverage, if it's not surprising to you or if it is. I think it sort of is. I mean, I think they put, they lump these football players out together as these guys that, frankly, a lot of them just think it's frankly abusive, but we've seen, you know, with the NFL, the domestic violence problem that they have, and they always bring it up, no matter who it is, but they've been real quiet about this guy. And Um, it's not like his case was any less heinous than the others. mm Mm-hmm. So it should get the same amount of media coverage as the others. Yeah. But they they decided to to keep it quiet. Yeah, they've kept it they've kept it quiet. I'm not surprised though. This is he's getting that hall pass, so to speak, because of his skin tone, because he's white. And if it was one of those people that you named earlier, Ricey, I mean, well, they have been slammed before on Sports Mm -hmm. Center and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just to give context of the whole situation, he choked her out, mm-hmm. dislocated her shoulder, mm-hmm. um, and she passed out. Mm-hmm. He proceeded to eat after, and then she woke up, and he was, like, eating, and she was able to sneak into the bathroom and call the police. But she even said she thought she was going to die. She's actually surprised right. she didn't die. So mm-hmm. she's dealing with all that trauma, too. And... I'm not wishing bad on him. He has a mental illness and stuff. I guess he's like bipolar and he's stopped taking his medicine recently. But ultimately this guy needs to face some kind of consequence and he needs help, honestly. So he needs both. He needs both. I think that the mental, I I agree with you. Um, I think the mental illness, albeit as unfortunate as it is, that's been such a, that's like been the get out of jail free card. for Mm -hmm. like Yeah. Cause it's not like, Bipolar disorder inherently makes you violent. That was a choice he made. It's a choice he made. I do see a similarity with like aggressive sports because you do see a lot of these guys. They're boxers, they're wrestlers, they're um, NFL players, mm-hmm. and that these are aggressive sports. And exactly. that's a lot of aggression, and you carry that with you. Yeah. Again, not that that's okay. CTE. Yeah, and I really hope uh, the young lady gets you know proper medical attention also like the help i hope she gets her she gets vindicated because it's just ridiculous there's too many ladies getting exposed to you know this this violence and it's just wrong you know what i mean 
Mm, everyone doesn't out. make it out of those situations. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's unfortunate. She's definitely lucky and blessed that she did come out of it alive. Right. But, you know, I, I'm hoping for the best for her. And Chad Wheeler, I don't know you from a can of paint, but you gotta get that ass beat, bro. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> and what y'all gonna do about these Tubmans when these when the, when the Tubman comes out you about to you about to flesh? I know. What a transition. Transition guy strikes. Did you see that? He co-signed the transition. Transition guy strikes again. Undefeated. Never lost. Well, you know how I feel about these tubmans. I might get one and frame it, but something about having a a you gonna be like an abolitionist gonna be hero like on a twenty being thrown in strip clubs or having lines done off of her bill makes me feel uncomfortable. And I feel it's not as respectful as they're trying to make it out to see. You know how many rap lyrics are going to talk about Tubman's? I'm oh, just yeah. I already know a fab verse has already been written about Harriet Tubman, dollar, $20. What are Black you woman doing? on my $20 what you... bill crease, as Nipsey once said. I wouldn't even call it a $20 bill anymore. I just call it a... Imagine Rick Ross doing that. It's going to go from, <laughs> let me give you a dub to, let me give you a tub. <laughs> <laughs> give me a tub. <laughs> <laughs> How much for the car repair? Just throw me a couple tubs. Imagine Rick Ross talking about swimming in his swimming pool full of tubmans. I'm in my swimming pool swimming in these tubmans. <laughs> <laughs> That is a violent sight. That's a violent sight. <laughs> As I sip a lair, I'm everywhere. Sipping on this <laughs> so many misturbments in my underwear. Did you see these bars? Hey, he, he might need to get another tattoo because I no, think he no. has George Washington on his right breast <laughs> and uh, Abe Lincoln on his other breast. Oh, so he'll have to get Tubman on there to update his currency tattoos. Is it going to be under titty tat? You'll put something in <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Love you, Rick Ross. Happy belated birthday, by the way. I know you oh, out there with some, Yeah, it was his belated birthday. What word did you use before? Vehemently? Vehemently. That's a vehement. <laughs> vehemently. I vehemently reject and deny. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said. Uh, well, if I get my first time, I'm going to save it somewhere, but just treat it like regular currency, but... You know the rap lyrics are coming off of the Tubmans when they come out. It's just that's just what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mel, what are you gonna do when the Tubmans come out? <laughs> I have to figure out. I have to figure out if are they gonna still so the uh, the other the old twenties are gonna still be in circulation. Yeah. Because part of me just would like not even want to spend those dubs. Seriously. And a serious, a serious. I feel like uh, I save money mm-hmm. a lot quicker. <laughs> In all seriousness, I think it's. In all seriousness, I think at this point it's performative. I think it's. Oh yeah. It's super performative at this point. Because I was. When you ask them about. Uh, it would. How be about uh, some of reparations checks? They right. act death real quick. Right. I think we're looking at this point. We we just want the reparations. Yeah, and I don't think anybody. Send it through. Yeah, I don't think anybody's like, oh, like they put a a black woman on a twenty dollar bill. That's not that doesn't do anything really. 
You know this. You know these guys are gonna go go out in their minds though. But it is about equity, it. y'all, and they got all these old white men on yeah. American currency. So I think it is a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. but there is a lot more he could do. I just think we shouldn't be so critical because he is kind of showing us, and he like built a very diverse cabinet, and he's pushing diversity policies and. He's at, it just seems based on the actions and the orders and the way he's moving that that lot, maybe he yeah. is actually trying to it's it's a breath of fresh and, air. I mean, yeah, and it hasn't been a hundred days yet left. either, so it's too so, early to tell where. Yeah, yeah, it's too, ter- Granted, too early to tell. We didn't get the student loans. But yes, everybody wants something. I think like it doesn't really matter what he does; someone's still going to criticize. Them. Why couldn't they storm the Capitol? The fact that they hit the ground. Why running. couldn't they storm the Capitol by student loans? Like. Could have, could have gone somewhere with that. <laughs> they well, should have stormed the people that have Sally May. <laughs> records, like. Storm Sally May, like damn. <laughs> I think a lot of the people that have student loans are aware that they are liable to be shot if storming the Capitol. Yeah, they're smart. <laughs> yeah, man. But, but we saw that that didn't happen. Well, yeah. no, I can't say that. But anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> I just think yeah. we're we're headed in the right direction at this point. I was a little scared before, mm-hmm. so it's, I agree. it's like we're yeah back on some sort of track. This man trying to leave, so I gotta I gotta wrap this up. This man Balmain said, "Y'all wrap it up, fam." He just told me right now. He jumped off my lap. So with that, thank you for tuning into another episode of Rice UK and Friends. It's almost February. In uh, a week, so fellas, you know what you know what you got to do. You got to mobilize and assemble, and protest for your rights. You deserve gifts too. Yeah, I said it. You deserve it as well. Valentine's Day is for all the lovers, not just the ladies. I'm gonna die on this hill, cause I can. You know what I'm saying? So I can't disclose any further information, but otherwise. Thank you for joining in. Hug your loved ones. Social distance. FaceTime. Do what you got to do. Stay, stay, uh, stay well. Stay warm. If you're in the south, I don't like you because you got good weather. And <laughs> and with that, oh, damn, we're running out of splash, splash uh, well, references. I, man. I, let me, let me one? just say, I'm implementing a new technique <laughs> for eating. Mm-hmm. and health you might have mm-hmm. heard of intermittent fasting but yes. have you heard of intermittent splash tank <laughs> google it you'll be amazed intermittent splashing no <laughs> comment and what does it smell what does it sound like when you, what does it sound like when you intermittent intermittent splash splash there's a moment of silence <laughs> splash <laughs> real easy Hey, yo, we out of here, (laughs) y'all.